0: Welcome to the podcast. I am Melissa Matheson, and here we are halfway through the month of January and halfway through our Celebrating Singles series. We've been talking with artists, musicians, teachers, business owners, bloggers, and others who also just happen to be single. We are talking about how they are living life, building relationships, and how we can all grow together as a community of people to step into our purpose. Today, I talked my friend Carly into joining me for a conversation at the table. Actually, Carly and I get together pretty often for coffee, although this will be her first official appearance on the podcast. I've been asking her for a while and she used to jokingly say she'd do it sometime in 2020. So now that 2020 is here, guess who I wanted to chat with in January for our Celebrating Singles series? That's right, Carly. Carly is an artist with an online business she started over five years ago making jewelry from smashed pennies. She's one of the most talented and creative people I know and I have loved watching her business grow over the years. So grab your coffee and join us at the table. We're talking about train tracks, trips to Paris and car lattes today on What's Next God. You and I do coffee a lot. Yes. You're like my coffee bud, we, coffee. because um, we just love coffee. <laughs> too much (laughs) and we love having coffee together and you and i have the best talks over coffee
1: you invite me over for coffee and then trap me here for hours
0: (laughs) i trap you here you can leave anytime i don't feel trapped okay good i was gonna say i thought we i thought we had a good thing going here (laughs) we do we do we just end up talking so much and then before you know it it's a meal time and so then we have to cook something to eat (laughs) and then we have to have more coffee after we've just eaten so, and then it's like, uh, I gotta go get my daughter from school or something happens and then we have to. So, okay, until next time. Yeah. But but you have so many adventures going on that we have to have coffee so I can... Catch stay, you up on all the adventures. So I can stay up to date on what you have going on in your life. Well, we first have to talk about coffee because you are a big coffee person. What is your coffee thing that you do every day? Because you are an everyday coffee drinker.
1: So in my ideal world, I like French press coffee, Mm -hmm. but I tend to break my French presses when I'm washing them. So right now I have broken all of my French presses. So then I went to doing coffee pot coffee, so just drip coffee. Oh no. And then my coffee pot broke. So now every morning I'm really extra and I do espresso every morning. With how? I'd use a stovetop percolator. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I make espresso and if i'm feeling really fancy i make a latte but usually i just keep it simple and do espresso and half
0: and half do they not make french presses that don't break
1: like don't they have like a stainless steel one or something they need to invent one i'm a french press snob though and i like the bodum ones and they're all glass and they're expensive yeah so I need to I need to refurnish all of my broken French presses I have like three or four so if
0: anybody feels a desire in their heart to gift Carly with a French press even the glass for the pr- French
1: press even I'd the glass yeah. we'll take
0: it yeah so we can uh, get her French press collection uh <laughs> revived
1: she would not it. say
0: no I wouldn't I no, I wouldn't say no to that. You can never have too many French presses. You really can't. Because you can have another one going while you're finishing one, yeah. and you can get
1: a small one or a big one. Well, it's or- great for having people over, too, because then if you have three French presses, you can make coffee for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you do the smaller, like the one-cup French press? or? Yeah, so I have... I say I have. You did have before you broke it. Well, I still have the outside part of it, just not the glass. So I do still have all of my broken French presses. (laughs) (laughs) One day, your French press will come.
0: (laughs) My French press. Did you like how I did that? My French (laughs) press. Yeah. (laughs) Because we're... (laughs) If I were a dad, that would have been a cheesy dad joke. But it's not. It's just funny. Yeah, I like it. One day your French press will come. Yes, because we're celebrating singles. Yeah. And we've been talking about dating and singleness, and and French press is coming one day. It's It's just on your mind. (laughs) Well, we are... um, I want to talk to you about so many things today. You are one of the most fascinating people I know. You're a bit of a
1: mystery. Why are you a I, mystery? I get that all the time, all the time. I don't, I don't really have an answer for it. <laughs> I mean, you're not a mystery to me. Yeah, you know me, but people tell me all the time, you're, you're just so mysterious. What is this about you that makes you so mysterious?
0: I'm trying to think of when before I like knew you.
1: How long have we been friends? Mm. 9 years? Wow. Well, You've been here 9 years. I've lived in Hamilton for 9 years. So, When did we really like become friends. When did that happen? That's a good question. It all is I kind of a
0: blur. I think at this point. it was you were in college. Yes. You maybe maybe it was like 2014, 2015.
1: Yeah, I was living in the apartment complex next to you at that point. So. <gasps> That's right. Yeah. And I've been married five so about 5 years. Yeah was when we
0: just really, but we have really in the last year and a half, two years,
1: I would say so,
0: been coffee buddies. So
1: we're real coffee buddies. We're,
0: we're for real coffee buddies. We have to get together because our lives are both so busy that this is how we have to catch up because <laughs> I can see you on social media, traveling the world and doing all the things you do. But then I have to have like my own conversation with Carly yes, to catch up. so you can know what's
1: really going on. So right. I can
0: know what's really going on. Like, when you took that picture in front of the Eiffel Tower in Paris, Carly, <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing? <laughs> How many croissants did you eat? So we have to talk about that kind yes, of stuff. Yes, we do. So we are celebrating singles this month uh, on the podcast, and you're one of my favorite single people. Oh. And I wanted to have you come and talk. But I wanted to tell you because we also I wanted to talk business with you. So we're friends. We have a personal relationship. But I want to hear about business. I wanna talk about business with you because you have your own business, don't you?
1: I do have my own business. I have been a businesswoman for almost five years now. A businesswoman. A businesswoman for almost five years, which is crazy because I've always People always talk about when you make it to five years in business, then you're like really successful. Yes, because you so are. I'm almost there. But you know what's so funny is you didn't study business in college. I did not study business in college. Because <laughs> when I knew you, this is not what you were studying. What were you doing in college? I went to college for secondary education, <laughs> so teaching. And? I am. I am certified to teach in the state of Alabama. Yes, um, family to teach children. Yes, yes, <laughs> children, family and consumer science. So, home economics. Home economics. Today's modern day home economics. Which is, okay, so what's different modern day? What would so, you be teaching? home economics back in the day was like ironing sewing, and cooking, sewing. home skills. Now it's kind of more um, career oriented, so... Okay, balancing your checkbook, that kind of stuff? No, um, all of the classes, a lot of the classes are... Like, I think one of the sectors is hospitality, hotel management, oh, okay. which I know nothing about that. So um, I would not <laughs> they didn't teach you that in college. Well, <laughs> it was transitioning when I was in college to a different uh, curriculum, different or... curriculum and stuff. So yeah. what I learned is not what they're teaching in school now. So, and what I learned in school was not what they were teaching in school then. So I was kind of like the middle. So what does graph. that work? How does that work for a teacher then? They just have to get Yeah, accredited. continuing education. Uh, yeah, courses and yeah. all of that to keep yourself up to date. Well, you did that for four years and graduated with a teaching degree. I did.
0: And you own a business making jewelry. Yes. <laughs> You're an artist.
1: I am. Tell me, about, uh, tell me about your business and how it got started. So... I graduated college in May of 2015, and the day after I graduated, I was like, oh, man, what am I going to do with my life? Because I don't think I want to be a teacher. Yeah, I didn't want to teach. (laughs) I had gone through a whole semester of student teaching at that point, and before then, I realized I didn't want to do that as a career, and even before I started that degree, I wanted a fashion degree, so I did the fashion route and then added on the education part to make it more solid, substantial degree. So I graduated with this teaching degree and was like, I don't want to teach. Yeah. I don't really want to do fashion stuff necessarily. Um, well... Wait, why don't you want to do fashion stuff? I, you've done stuff. Like, you've, like... I mean, you made your best friend's wedding dress. Yes, I love sew. I think because I would sew... I did some sewing in college and got paid for it and I didn't enjoy... Because it's, like, a fun hobby thing for me that I like to do so monetizing a hobby just felt weird like it has its risks with it and so I decided I didn't want to do that and so I graduated and was like I gotta figure out something to do to make money so I started making jewelry (laughs) (laughs) out of
0: smashed pennies yes yeah how did you figure out how you could smash a penny Wait, how were you smashing pennies? <laughs> how was I smashing pennies? What what
1: very illegal way were you yes, smashing pennies? So if pitties? you're like a police officer or, you know, someone with the railroad in this listening to this podcast, just close your ears for a second. Yeah, but it's been we, five years. While we chat through it, you well, can't come for me now. You can't so. come for it now and we do not recommend
0: this. Yes, do not try this at home. Do not try this at home. If you have children, teenagers listening, do not do what Carly did. But Carly, please tell us, how did you smash pennies back in the day? Because I remember when you told me, I was mortified. I was yeah. like, you do what?
1: <laughs> when I was in college, I ended up with some random friends. I wouldn't even say that they're friends. I don't... Just... It's <laughs> random group just of people. peers that I went to school with. Sorry, mom. <laughs> I'm not even that type of person to hang out with random really people. Not, which is so weird. But maybe it was like destiny. I don't know. Clearly Yeah, it is. that could be. So we were in... Winfield, Alabama, by the (laughs) railroad tracks. And so we laid pennies down on the railroad tracks and we wait for the train to come. So we're sitting, obviously, a good distance back from the railroad tracks when the train comes by and we go and you have to like look for the pennies. And
0: yeah, because you have to look for them because you'll put them on the
1: track, mm-hmm. but um, when the train runs over them, they, they go everywhere. Everywhere, and you got to so, go look for them. Yeah, so we were looking for them and I find one and I pick it up and I have this idea. I'm like, this would be really cool to make a piece of jewelry out of. So that was probably in 2000. Thirteen, maybe. Okay. So two years or more before. Before you even started. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't realize I was like that. So I graduated college and that idea came back to me. I was like, I should make jewelry. So I didn't know how or what I was, how it was going to happen, but I made jewelry and the purpose of it, um, or the kind of jewelry that I made is that I made then and make now is stamp jewelry. So it all has words on it. Mm-hmm. So I made some jewelry for my friends with words that they that they were believing for in that season of life. So I made jewelry for my friends and my family and started an Etsy. And from there, it just kind of exploded and I've been doing it ever since, so for five years. Yeah, and we're not talking like just
0: a little tiny business. Like you have a big business making jewelry. Like. All over, you ship jewelry, you ship big orders, wholesale orders to large events and Mm -hmm. ministries and 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 businesses and boutiques. Yeah, I've shipped all over the world, all over the world, internationally. Yeah, and you ship to me. Well, actually, I just pick it up from you when I (laughs) see you because I feel like I'm always ordering stuff. Every time you post something new, I'm like, oh, who who can I give that to? I need that, or I know somebody I can give that to. Because you're doing necklaces, bracelets, rings, I mean, you're all of it. just doing all of that earrings, all of it with your jewelry. So, and we're going to tell everybody, if you're listening and you want to know what I'm talking about, I'll give you all of Carly's uh, info in the show notes today. So you can go look it up.
1: So what's the name of your business? My business is called Recreated. Okay. And how is that name? Because why? Well, in my last semester of college, I always pick a word for the year, a word to define the year. So my word for 2015, when I was starting my business was create, because I was in this program at school that was, it was a creative program, but especially my teaching internship, I just, it wasn't super creative. Mm -hmm. It's kind of just, you know, getting done the tasks that you need to get done. So I felt like outside of that, I was supposed to be creative. So I did something creative every single day. Mm -hmm. So I took that word when I graduated and I'm like, this has been a defining word for this season. So how can I take that and somehow plug it into a business name? And I didn't even know that I was starting a business really. I just needed a name for Etsy and Instagram and all of that. So I had the word create and was trying to think of a word somehow to, cause I you can't just call a business create because people be like, oh, oh, what do you create? Boring. Yeah. So I wanted a word that encompassed what a smash penny means. So taking something of little value and making it something that is worth something of value. And it means something. Yeah. yeah I love that. So I was in a 15-passenger van with my friend, Jonathan Moore. And Who we love. Yes, Great, great friend. And we were headed to pick some people up from the airport and we were trying, we were mulling over ideas of things we could call recreated or things I could call recreated before it was recreated (laughs) using the word create. (laughs) So we were literally taking the word create and putting it into all kinds of scenarios. I mean, there were some cheesy ideas. I wish I could remember all of them, but we, he was like, What about Recreate? I'm like, That is a great name. So I looked it up and it's already taken. It's like on some, Instagram. Yeah. And, and it's a, yeah, there's a women's conference that's called Recreate, I think, at that time. And so I was like, What about Recreated? And it, it was just kind of yes. one of those light bulb moments. And it, got named recreated and has been the name ever since it got named recreated because the username on instagram was available i feel like that's how a lot of things get named i like think so too. just unconventional methods and ways of naming but then
0: things. it ends up like you love that better than your original idea yeah it almost just works out that way and yeah. i love that so you have an incredible business, but you never really thought you were going to do that. When it
1: first started, it was just kind yeah. of a fun thing you were doing, a little I bit thought of extra it, money. Yeah. I thought it was going to get me through that season of unemployment after college. Yeah. Because after college, your parents said, Hey, you got to pay your own bills. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, wow. Okay. Which I had worked when I was in college, so I was paying a good bit of my bills, but During my teaching internship, I couldn't work at all because that was full-time. Yeah. So it was kind of a wake-up call of like, hey, you have to start paying for things now. So you've got to figure out like if you don't want to teach, then figure out what you're going to do. So that was my figuring out what I'm going to do. So you did it thinking, hey, maybe I could make a little bit of money doing this. Yeah, just I, I, it was just a side hustle at yeah. the time, and I had gotten a job starting that summer That's as well, right. um, tutoring online. I remember. So I was an online tutor for a company, and did that until about December, and then after December of 2015. Um, starting in January, things just kind of with the holiday season and gaining followers on social media and all of that, um, it just kind of took off and, and yeah. you were able to go full time. Yeah. So I've been doing recreated full time since 2016, January, 2016.
0: You know what I love about what you get to do? Cause it's the dream. I think, well, it's my dream. Anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> you get to work from home Yes, and create and do that, um, Or when you can, like, yeah, you know, you're not like tied to that. Um, And you kind of can create your own schedule Mm -hmm. doing that and gives you flexibility with um, community and building relationships and travel. Like all of these things that you love to do, it gives you that flexibility. So give some advice to somebody who is where you were when you started. What do they need to do? Like I am looking for some extra income. How do I know what to do and where to go? And did you like have... So you have like a John Moore that helped you with a name. Yeah. But how, do, how do I get started? What do I do?
1: Wow. What a question. Is there an answer to that? I don't know because for me, it didn't happen. Like it just fell in my lap, honestly. It just happened. It just happened. So... But now you had to put in some work. I did for sure. Um, I... I think one of the biggest things for me was just, um, I don't know, helping, not helping, believing in myself that I can do anything. Oh, that's so interesting. So taking the risk of doing things, whether or not I was qualified to do it or not. Like I built a website. I didn't know how to build a website. I know how to build a website now. Because you just did it. Yeah. I didn't know how to do photography. Still do photography on my iPhone. And it's so great. Yeah. So, starting where you're at with what you have and making that work instead of trying to have all of the things you need up front. Yeah. Because all I started with was literally pennies, some cloth from some t-shirts. I made some bracelets. My mom had a letter stamp kit and... I just made jewelry and a hammer. That's all I needed. Those four things. And Penny that was it. cloth, hammer, letter stamps. Yeah, and it wasn't the nicest of tools, but it it's was where like I started. started. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. I love that. Oh, and the railroad tracks. But I don't use those now. I was about so. to say, we
0: need to clarify for people that we no longer use the railroad tracks to smash pennies. I will say, I remember, what, like, you would put out, like, four to 500 pennies yeah, at a time. Yeah, and maybe
1: find 200. And then maybe 500 because mm-hmm. you can't find them all. Yeah, they shoot off everywhere. But I would go to the same location every single time. So each time I would go back, I would find ones from before or – so it's kind of a rewarding
0: process. Yeah. I wonder if there's ever anybody that walks by those railroad tracks and goes, what on earth is all of this? And they feel like they've like made some big...
1: I don't discovery. know. I was It was in the middle of nowhere where I started going to Smash Penny, so I don't think anyone... Because I was trying to be super discreet and not let <laughs> anyone know that I was out there. <laughs> so I don't know that anyone would be walking by and seeing that. It would be cool to go back there now because it's been a few... A few years since I have smashed pennies at yeah. the railroad tracks. So how are you smashing them now? You have like a little smasher machine. Yeah, so kind of if you picture the machines at amusement parks that you put pennies in. Yeah, yeah. Kind That's of simple. like that, mm-hmm. but you have to put it through more than one time to get it the shape that you need. So okay. the one at the amusement park, you just put it pretty through good. and it flattens, it flattens it out and elongates it. Makes it you know, a nice pretty shape with a thing designed in it. But this, uh, it's called a rolling mill, so you roll it through. It's for jewelry makers, and you just decrease the space between it, and it And just keep rolling it, it through, yeah. and it
0: flattens a penny. Yeah. Did you ever have people, when you started doing this and decided you wanted to make this like a business that creates income, did anybody ever go, eh, that's not a good idea, I don't think it's going to work?
1: Um, no, because I didn't really approach it as I'm starting a business. Okay. I just kind of did it. You were just doing it for fun. Mm-hmm. You actually kinda of snuck in there with all of this.
0: I you did. just did snuck in and then it seemed like overnight Carly was a sensation.
1: Yes. But really
0: you had been doing this and just nobody knew about it. Yeah. Yeah. When did it when was that turning point for you? And you're like I know you went full time in January of sixteen.
1: Yeah. At that point though, it was still, it still kind of felt like a side hustle. Yeah. I was thinking, me.
0: when did you go, Hey, I could like do this and make a living off of it.
1: Oh, it probably wasn't until like a couple of years ago, yeah. honestly, that yeah. I had that realization. Like this could be something. Yeah. So what's your favorite uh, piece of jewelry that you make? Probably the original piece that I make that I still make. So most pieces that I have made along the way, I'm still making. Okay. Um, So the first piece I made was, uh, like I said, with cloth from old and recycled T-shirts, which now I use regular cloth and dye it so that I can control what color it is Uh and all of that. But it's probably my favorite piece. It's just a stretchy cloth bracelet with a smashed penny on it.
0: Yeah, and then people can customize words when they order. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go to events or craft fairs and stuff, you already have them made and yes. picked up. So, so fun. I love your earrings. You've done those earrings that have the little tassels on them. Yes, I think those are super cute. Those
1: are really popular. And then, and then there's another earring that I make. It's a drop earring, so it's a flattened penny has part of it cut off of it, and all of my friends love
0: those. Yeah. And those don't have, I love those. They don't have words on them. Mm -hmm. They're just the metal. Yeah. That's more,
1: more of my style, which I don't wear a lot of jewelry, but.
0: Which is hilarious that you're a jewelry maker and you don't wear any jewelry. Just see enough of it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Now I've seen you wear a piece or two and I'm like, Oh, look at, look at Carly advertising. (laughs) Yes. But rarely, but rarely. And the great thing I think about all of our Our people, our community that we have here, I feel like people are supportive of what you're doing and they're telling people. Yes. Like you, because of your relationships and the connections that you have with people, it's kind of just been a word of mouth that things have kind of grown for you. Yeah,
1: so for sure. Well, I wonder what's next for Recreated Jewelry. I don't know. Does anyone has any ideas of anything else you can do with a smash penny, because I've done a lot of things (laughs) at this point. What if you did like a necklace that had like multiple pennies on it? That like,
0: would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we could get into all kinds of ideas. Yeah. I don't know how you have time for this because you're just so busy doing all these other things. Oh, let's talk about your other favorite hobby <laughs> business that you <laughs> and Kaylin do. Oh, man. We. Because oh, I am all about multiple streams of income.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah, so Is Isn't when... your whole thing like you should have five streams of five income? Five streams of income. So that
0: is just having five streams of income. You are not dependent on one stream. So whether that's your job, um, a little side hustle, Mm -hmm. um, you wash cars on weekends... Whatever it is, you have stocks. A, yeah, rental business, real estate. I'm trying to think of things that would twenty something people could do for multiple streams of income. But you've done several, like you did the car lattes. <laughs> Talk about the car lattes for a minute. Since we're drinking coffee and oh. we're talking about this. You had this little um because you love coffee and you're really good with coffee, you've um you have introduced our community to car lattes. Yes. And you've made money. That was a for real side hustle. That was a legit hustle.
1: Yes. <laughs> Basically, in Hamilton, Alabama, there is no option of good coffee. None. Not? None that I'm aware of. I mean, not to offend anyone out there if you have good coffee here, but I haven't seen I it. I mean, my house, but that's about it. <laughs> <At> <laughs> McDonald's your McDonald's, maybe? Uh, I don't know. But, and by good coffee, I mean like a good craft latte. Yes. So I I set out to figure out how to make my own lattes, which has been like a theme of my life. If I needed something or wanted something and I couldn't, it wasn't accessible to me. I just figured out how to to make make it. Yeah. So that's what happened with, I started making lattes and I don't remember who started calling them car lattes. (laughs) If that was you, just send Carly a text so
0: we know who to give credit to.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, it was through a process of using a Mr. Coffee espresso maker, (laughs) which makes terrible espresso. So, it's so bad. But I would use that and then a stove top espresso maker, which I still do to this day. And um, so, it's espresso, a tablespoon of sugar. I'm telling y'all all all of my secrets. Raw sugar. Raw sugar. Yeah. Not white sugar. No. Raw sugar is the key. It's different. It really is. Yeah, it really is. And then I would steam the milk and pour it on top. Sometimes there, sometimes there's latte art, but rarely. Yeah, sometimes.
0: And sometimes there was like a little bit of flavor. You could do a little vanilla mm-hmm. in it or something. Yeah. Uh, I had a vanilla one one time.
1: Yeah. And then you would take orders for Yeah, we would post on Instagram, <laughs> hey, we're selling lattes. If you're in Hamilton and you were delivering them. Yes, yeah, so we would do a latte and delivery for $5. Yep. I would have them delivered to
0: me to the office all the time. Yeah. We would get a whole office order together and here come Carly So and many lattes. Kaylin delivering lattes to us at the office. But you
1: made money. Yes. yes. You needed some money for something you had to do. Oh, going we were on. so broke. It was it was <laughs> probably still in the time that we created was getting off the ground and we were wanting to go Kaylin and I were wanting to go on a beach trip. <laughs> So we're like, how do we make this happen? And, and you
0: did. Yeah. You made it happen. We did. With Carlates. <laughs> we sure did. Will the Carlates ever make a revival, you think? Probably not at this point. Yeah. I think we have so many people making their own really great coffee at home. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, our community has really upped their coffee game lately.
1: They really have. Yeah, because when I'm I have...
0: Her- I know. When I have all, all, everybody come and talk to me and they tell me what they're doing, I mean... We got grind and brew. We got stovetop percolators. We've got French press. Yes. Everybody's doing pour over. I mean, we we're just they're up in their game and they're doing it. Yeah. So bravo, people bravo, of Hamilton. people of Hamilton. Our friends, you are just doing it. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, car lattes may just have to just be. A fond memory.
1: Yeah. And now I don't do them that often. So, well, sometimes I'll make myself a latte in the morning, but I don't have people over for lattes as often. So it's more of a special thing now when people come over and I'm like, Hey, do you want a latte? <laughs> or people that like used
0: to live here five, mm-hmm. six years ago and they come to town and visit. Yes. You kind of just have to. They for... just,
1: I've had people literally show up at my house, basically unannounced, like, hey, can you make me a latte that have like, come back into town? <laughs> because <you laughs> because
0: they used to come to your house and get them. That's yes. so funny. All right. So that was another business idea. And then there's been, oh, let's talk about Farm Valley because that's a very real, very
1: present yes. uh, a second business we've got going. Yes. So Kaylin and I, we've talked a lot about Kaylin. We may as well just feature her here in this I, podcast. I know, Kaylin. And
0: uh, Kaylin and John Moore have to come I want one. I want them to come
1: do a camels are coming yes. episode with me about how they met, dated, and married. For sure, would they not be the best? Yes, they have an incredible story. I love their story. So keep your ears. Yeah,
0: open we're for that one. we are in 2020. John and Kayla Moore. John is going to take a little bit of coaxing every time. Oh, he would love to do it. He would love to do it, but he doesn't think anybody wants to hear what he has to say. And I'm like, John, are you kidding? He's going to text us after
1: this and be like, I hate you guys.
0: <laughs> But hey, maybe if we can get enough people to sign a petition or something, then I'll be like, all right, John, the people have spoken.
1: Yes. (laughs) You and Kaylee. You have been summoned.
0: But they have a baby uh, coming Mm -hmm. next month. Yes. And they're going to have their hands full with... Levi, and then baby sister coming. in. Yes. So we'll we'll give them a break. But John and Kaylin, amazing friends of ours. Kaylin's your best friend. Yes. And you guys have all kinds of creative ideas. Kaylin is one of the most creative people For I've ever sure. met. So. She would
1: be... I would say she is one of the people who has inspired me the most to be creative. Yeah. Step outside the box and do things.
0: So you and Kaylin have a little side
1: hobby that also creates income. Yes. What are we doing? So... I have been doing recreated for a while now, making jewelry, and wanted another creative outlet, and she was needing one, too. Well, together, we tried to come up with something that we could do to be creative together. Mm -hmm. So we came up with—well, we had actually pushed this idea to other people before, so we decided we wanted to make candles. So we had given the idea to other people, like— you should totally make candles. It's a great way to make some money, but neither one of us wanted to do it or had oh, the time for real? to. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so we had given the idea to other people, but no one else wanted to do it. And it's like a little bit of a startup cost, but not much. So we invested the money bought the stuff to make candles and started making candles it we experimented for a while though Did For you? a few months before we finally rolled it out. So you've got like the candle jar. You have
0: all of the ingredients the wick mm-hmm. the, You use soy. Yes in your candles
1: you use essential oils. They're all of our fragrance oils are infused with essential oils okay, so And then all the labels Mm -hmm. and all the design work, y'all do everything
0: from start to finish with your candles.
1: And they smell so good. Yes, they do. And I'm not just saying that because I'm partial. Like, they really do smell good. Y'all rolled out four or five scents over the holidays. Four. I think we had a couple of new scents and then a couple of scents from last week. I holidays. just remember I bought five or six from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, sitting, they're sitting around my house right now. They're yeah, like, every time we roll new ones out, you're like, I need one of each of those.
0: I do. I get one of each and then I share them. So, well, I didn't share this last batch. This last batch was entirely for my house. You know, one in the living room, one mm-hmm. in the kitchen, one in the bedroom, one in the bathroom, one in every room, one in every room. I've got them everywhere and they burn and they last a really long time. So long. Yeah. So I love them. And you guys take those around to craft fairs mm-hmm. and you do have a website and sell them online. Yes, we so do. So are you, is your inventory low?
1: Right now, we're kind of taking a break because Kaylin's about to have another baby. Yeah, so, and Christmas is over. I can yeah. imagine y'all
0: went through quite a bit of inventory.
1: Yeah, so we sold out during the holidays all of our candles. So we're kind of in a downtime for now. But follow us on Instagram and yep. keep your eyes peeled.
0: Yep, follow on Instagram. I mean, gosh, even if I have to step in and help you out for a little while, Carly. Make some candles. Make some candles or I'll volunteer one of my children. Just if, if I run out of candles... Um, that's what I'm just going to have to do. I yeah. volunteer as tribute
1: to <laughs> it. Yes, well, Kaylin makes the candles and I do everything else. Oh, so, so Kaylin would need to try I don't even somebody. know that I would know how to make a candle. I mean, I say that I probably could figure, figure it, it out, out, but. Because everything, yes, you can figure out anything. Do you
0: think what you do, you would ever teach people how to do? Yes. Yeah, so I've actually had
1: ideas to do creative workshops. Yes. Yeah. That would be so great. Be so much fun. So cast some vision, what does that look like? Basically just night events, like a one night event, invite people that want to learn how to do something new and have snacks and food and things just to give it a, have a fun night together to do something creative. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be candle
0: making, jewelry making. So you would have the item to do Mm -hmm. and then they would come and do that. Yeah. I think you would also be really good at having like a mastermind kind of class, like everybody come together and brainstorm yeah. and like let somebody in the group go, I have a dream to do this. Yeah. and help them Figure out how to do it. Yep. And then everybody in the group can kind of go, okay, you could do this and do this that and do that. Really cool. And then that person just yeah. takes all their notes, records the conversation and it helps them. Launch an idea, yeah. or you can even share your network with them, mm-hmm. help them get connected. Oh, you need a printer? Here's who I use. And you need apparel? Here's where I buy my yeah my stuff that I use. That would be really cool. And have something like that yeah. where people could brainstorm on business ideas. You would be really good at that because you have a lot of connections and you've already done a lot of this and you know what. Where, where to spend your effort, not waste your time Yes. doing things that don't, don't have a return. Mm-hmm. One of the other things you love to do is travel. Yes. You've been a lot of places
1: lately. I love traveling. Where did you go in 2019? In 2019, I, um, 2019. Yeah. Cause we're in 2020 now. <sighs> that was so crazy to think. In 2019, I did a lot of traveling in the month of November, months of November and December. I had. 14 different flights. So Stop it. Which that was like connections and stuff too, but... But still 14 flights? It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But you traveled crazy. internationally, so... Yeah, so I went... In those two months, went to Dallas a couple of times, and then got to go to Paris and Manchester, England. We love Manchester, we England.
0: Do. They have really great coffee shops in Manchester. They do have great what's coffee your, what's shops. What's your favorite in
1: Manchester? Did you ever go to Federal... Yes. Oh, I have federal. And then there's this place that my friend Chelsea that was living there took me to called Tea Hive. They have tea. It's like in a little small suburb of Manchester and the best London fog. Oh, I actually didn't order it. Chelsea ordered a London fog and I had a sip of hers and I was good. have been hooked on London fogs ever since. Really? All right. Yeah. So tell everybody what a London fog is if they don't know. So the way I make the London fog is I steep... Gray tea bags in milk
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: add raw sugar, of course. Raw of sugar course, and everything. Always. So for a cup, one cup of a linen fog, it's a cup of milk, heat it, steep tea bags in it. So I do two tea bags and then a half a teaspoon, half a tablespoon of raw sugar, half a tablespoon of honey, a little bit of vanilla, then you let it steep really good. It is so good. Mmm. Nice and warm It just a it's it's basically like you're drinking a warm cup of milk. But, yeah. but, you know, a little classier because it's tea. Well,
0: yeah, because you can taste it. You yeah. can subtly taste the tea and the yeah. sweetness in it. It's really good. So yeah. I have not... It would make sense while I'm in England to drink a London Fog. I've never had one in England. Really? As many times as I've been, I'm like, I never thought to order a London Fog while I was in England. Yeah. Oh, huh, interesting. I'll have to do that next time I go. Well, I think, too, we're such coffee drinkers that we're always when you're <laughs> like that, you want coffee. Listen, when I'm traveling and I find... I map out coffee shops that I'd like to go to oh, I and I you- there is no shame in my game I will go to four or five coffee shops in one day.
1: No, Chelsea and I when we were in Paris <laughs> we started off the day with a latte It was so good. We went to their sister, this coffee shop we were at, we went to their sister coffee shop, got another latte. It started raining. We walked to another coffee shop, got another latte. Yeah. Had three, got another latte that night. That's so great. I mean, that's
0: what you're supposed to do. Yeah. When you're traveling. How many croissants did you eat when you were in Paris? Oh
1: my gosh.
0: Too many. Too much bread. (laughs) Paris is on my bucket list. Um, Dave and I are... Are are wanting to go? I can't really say bucket list because to me, bucket list is like a a final da 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 like like yeah. it's, it feels impossible, so it's going to go on the bucket list. Yes, but to me, it doesn't feel impossible. It's very attainable. It's just we haven't had the opportunity yet yes. to go to Paris, but that would be one of the places that uh, Dave and I want to go to see. Um, What was some of your favorite things to do in Paris? You were telling me about electric scooters. Yes. They have electric scooters. Like you
1: ride them? So a lot of big cities now, the company that does the electric scooters is called Lime. There's other ones too, but the ones we we use were Lime scooters. And you kind of, uh, you have an app for Lime and you... Locate where the scooters are at and you just go walk to them scan it It turns it on you pay per minute for your scooter and you can ride it all over the city and just ride scooters all over Paris so there's tons of cities in the US that have them right now so dallas has them nashville has them but paris is so much fun because it's cheaper than getting in a taxi or an uber or whatever so did you
0: just ride around and like not know where you were going and just like rode for the fun or did you know where you were going we knew
1: where we were going most of the time Oh, okay yeah how do you know your way around paris you just i would have my phone oh gps on your phone yeah so i would have my go. gps in my phone and i would keep it in my pocket and I would just know street names. So once we get to this street, we've got to stop and figure out where we're going next. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: You probably didn't wear a helmet, did you? No. No? <laughs> they don't have a helmet law in Paris? I don't guess so. <laughs> <laughs> People are probably riding by, like, those silly Americans Yeah. at without a helmet.
1: It's so risky to doing the whole thing like not knowing where you're going because I've done that in cities before and ended up in really shady parts (laughs) Uh, we did that in Germany I've learned yeah I did that in Brussels (laughs) it was so bad so I've learned my lesson from that and I stick to the GPS and try not to I have destinations that I'm going to yeah
0: Nope, that's good. And you always Airbnb when you travel
1: too, yes. don't you? Yeah, I like to have a authentic experience. So in Paris, have a Parisian, like what do they live like? What do their apartments look like there? Instead of doing the hotel route.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. so fun. And you just find all these places online. Yeah. So because travel to me, so I love to travel. Dave and I travel... We have not traveled as much just because of our life situation has just been a little different the last year or two. But uh traveling is is huge and it's actually a lot easier than people think to travel, isn't it? It is. Because it doesn't have to be this big thing like we gotta save up Mm -hmm. all this money for five years and take a one year vacation somewhere. Yeah. Like you can just get cheap flights these days Mm -hmm. and Airbnb. Yeah. Where do you go to
1: get your flights? I use the app Hopper and watch flights. So it tells you when to book them and when not to book them and shows you which days are cheaper than other days. Do you have an airline that you use the most? Yeah, so it's funny how it happened. The first flight I ever took was American Airlines Uh because they gave me the cheapest flight that I needed for the trip I was going on years ago. And I've just flown with them ever since.
0: I think that happens. People kind of have a one flight experience and then yeah. they just stay because it's what they know. I've yeah. been that way with Delta.
1: I've only had a few like terrible American airlines happenings, but for the most part, if you stay loyal to an airline, they kind of stay loyal to you. So yeah, we get all kinds of perks and, uh, yeah. uh we fly, gosh, I flew my girls and I, we
0: went to New York city for free, mm-hmm. you know, in March and, um, used hotel points and stayed at a hotel for free, just, you know, using rewards and stuff. And I love getting to do that. However, I am not opposed to flying the cheapest. I never have. Have I've never flown the cheaper airlines. Oh yeah, I will. Dave and I, we did that. Um, we've done that actually several times. We're like, Oh look, there's a flight to Boston for $39. Do you want to go for the night? And we'll just, we did that for Valentine's day last year and we just flew to Boston for thirty nine dollars, I think it's always scared me that now <laughs> it was a cheap it was a cheap flight. Yeah, and we just had a backpack, because we were just gone one night, so yeah. we didn't have to pay all the luggage fees or anything. And it wasn't super comfortable, but who cares? I think we were on the plane like two and a half hours, yeah. and that was it. And then you're there, and I didn't care to pay thirty nine dollars. Yeah,
1: so and it was a it was a it was a nonstop flight. Yeah, and that was all we. That's had to one do. thing I do too is I always pack in a carry on always. Yes, because. When you're flying, especially internationally, there's no guarantee that your lug is just going to show up there. This is so true. That happened to me. <laughs> and it's so, uh, when I went to Paris, actually, in November, I packed in a backpack for my trip, which it was only, it was less than a week, so super yeah. doable.
0: You did a two-week backpack trip, though, in Europe a few years ago. Was two on- I had a
1: carry-on for that trip.
0: Oh, did you? Yeah. You had a carry-on mm-hmm. and a backpack, and that was it, but no mm-hmm. checked bag. Mm-mm.
1: You can put a lot in the carry-on you can you? so packing cubes are essential okay they're like these little nylon I don't even know what material cube looking things and you put your stuff in it and then you shove it down in there and then you can fit some more stuff in it yeah so they fit a ton of stuff
0: packing cubes interesting mm-hmm. and then you get a backpack I have always um used do you do like your carry-on is it like a hard case or is it like a duffel bag type thing
1: a hard case
0: it is a hard case Do yeah. like you do wheels and stuff on it mm-hmm. so you don't have to carry it yeah yeah me too Actually, usually Dave. Uh, being married has been great. Dave usually carries everything for
1: and me, and it has to have the wheels that go always. Yes, that so go that I'm ways. not dragging my suitcase behind me. It's yes, me. yes. Because then I put my bag on top of my suitcase, so that it's all. I'm, my person is free of baggage. Yes, it helps you get around faster. Yeah. So, uh,
0: do you mostly walk um, when you travel internationally to places?
1: You Uber, you take trains. Do you rent cars? I've only rented a car once internationally. Ooh, you did! Yeah, where which were you? I didn't drive; someone else did, but in Ireland. Oh my! Mm-hmm. So it was on the other side of the road. Oh my! Yeah, you didn't drive. No, but you're driving, and you have to think the whole time, like, stay left, stay left. <laughs>
0: So weird. Yeah. Dude, probably a scary experience, even being a passenger.
1: Oh, like Go on. terrifying. It was so terrifying. Yeah. I would rather not do that again. No. Our friends, Joe and
0: Stacy, you know, in Manchester, England, mm-hmm. I remember them talking about learning how to drive and getting their driver's licenses there and driving oh, on the wrong side of the road. And I can't even imagine. I don't know that my brain could make that shift. <laughs>
1: I would have a hard time I don't with think it. mine could either.
0: Yeah. So I would just walk... Take the train. I'm yeah. good with all of that. So, um, public transportation can be good depending on where you're going. But then sometimes it's, yeah, in major just cities,
1: in major cities like Paris and New York City and all of those places, the underground, all of that is so accessible. Where's been one of your favorite places to travel? Ooh, it's a good question. Probably Ireland. I don't know. I love England so much. I do love England too. Has a special place in my heart. So,
0: what part of England do you like? Manchester the best, London, Portsmouth, Liverpool.
1: I haven't been to Liverpool, I've been to the other places. Okay, uh, I don't know. I love different things about each of them. Yeah, and what's great is
0: they're, I mean, just hop on the train and yeah, you're not too far if you ever want to go visit yeah. different parts of the country.
1: I think I love going to England too because it's not so much of a culture shock, like, it's an easy, <laughs> it's an easy travel. Because yes. they speak English. Yes. They you can kind of figure out how to do things there. It's not as difficult. So Yeah.
0: What's on your list of places you'd love to go in the near future? Oh
1: man. I would love to go to the Amalfi Coast. Where is that? Where? Uh Italy. Oh. Yeah, so Positano. That would be great. Mm-hmm. And then Greece,
0: of course, would love to, Ooh, go to you could take a cruise, like do one of those Mediterranean cruises. Ooh, that's
1: a good idea. That do Italy,
0: Barcelona, yes. Greece. Oh yes. Mediterranean cruise. That's
1: a great idea.
0: I've actually looked into that. You could fly into Barcelona and then, um, take the cruise and then fly back home from Barcelona. Okay. I looked it cause they have some of the best cruise ships that do that, that come in and out of Barcelona. So, Interesting. But they're, I mean... It's pricey. Pricey. Well, for my family of five, yes. Very pricey. Yeah, pricey. I'll have to save that for when the kids are grown. hmm So tell me what you've been doing in Dallas.
1: You said you've been in Dallas a lot lately. What you been doing there? Yeah, so I get to go to Texas a lot because I'm connected with this ministry called Let's Echo that empowers women to use their voice and speak and communicate so, we do that twice a year. I'm on the team for those workshops, and we have women come in from all over the place and get to train them and encourage them and believe in them. It's so much fun. So, these are like events, like conferences, yes. workshop
0: type things. Women come in mm-hmm. and spend a few days with you guys, yeah. and
1: that sounds like a lot of fun. It is so much fun. Do you ever do the magnolia stuff while you're in Waco? Yeah, so we get to go there to start off the weekend meet
0: up there. It's a lot of fun. And how do these women find out about this? It's like... Just uh, kind of word of mouth. Okay. So the women don't all know each other. It's not like a group of women
1: coming. These are like all individual women. Complete strangers. And it's so cool. After spending the weekend together, everyone's like, feels like they've known each other for forever. What are some of the things that y'all talk about? What could I expect? If I was going to sign up for one of these Echo Weekends, what would I expect? So speaking and preaching okay obviously but more so than that there's we do a lot of heart work and personal style and we just cover all of the grounds that you could think of when it comes to public speaking and communication and not even necessarily platform speaking like even me as a business owner business owner, I benefit from it because of using my voice on social media. So just learning how to communicate effectively and reaching your audience in the most effective way.
0: Yeah, that's really great. I think that that would come in handy for so many people if they had an opportunity Mm -hmm. to get connected with that. Yeah. Um, It makes me think of uh, something that I remember you participating in five or six years ago where I feel like creativity kind of got unlocked in you because you've always been Here's what, here's what I think. I don't know. This People may or may not agree with this. I think that we have all of these things inside of us that have to kind of be unlocked. Yes. So it's sometimes when you learn something new or step into something you didn't do before, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily
1: that it's new. It was inside of you all along, yeah. and it had to be unlocked. Well, and you just need someone to pull it out of you and point it out and be like, you have this in you and you can do this. Yeah.
0: I remember when you went to Rita Springer's dive school Oh man, that she did. She was in Texas at the time. Yes. And you went to this creative week that she did. Tell me about that because
1: you still help with that sometimes too, don't Mm -hmm. you? Okay. Tell me about that. So at the time I was in college and I kind of, I felt called to lead worship, which I'm not doing now. And I love singing and all of that, but I have discovered so much more that I, that is within me yeah. now, which is really cool to see that as a connecting point. So I went thinking that I want to write songs and, and do music. Do yep. Cause is a worship leader. Yeah, so I was using it as an outlet for that. So I went through the entire week. You have to, the week starts out with a lot of deep heart work stuff. So getting the junk out and then it goes into songwriting and more creative stuff. So the songwriting part was super hard for me just because I had never done it before. Yeah. But it was such a stretching experience and was one of the key factors I feel like for unlocking creativity with me within me because before that I didn't really think I was a creative person. I was going to this weekend because I wanted to learn how to write songs and lead worship. Yeah. But really, it was like a sneak attack. (laughs) We're going to pull this thing out of you that you didn't know was there. Yes. So, yeah, I left the weekend and was super encouraged and inspired to step outside of the box and do something outside of the norm, which is what that was the summer before I graduated college. So kind of one of the things that catapulted all of that to Happen?
0: Yeah, because Rita has a way of doing that. Oh, yeah. Just finding things in people and going, you don't see this in you, but I do. Yeah. And and just starting to speak into that part of who you are. Mm -hmm. And then you come back and then you just start operating in a whole different
1: Oh, it changed my life. Like in every sense of the word, changed my life.
0: Yeah, because you are normally shy and Mm -hmm. quiet and reserved. And then all of a sudden, here comes Carly.
1: And I'm like... (laughs) what just happened to her? I was like, where have you been? What did you do? And you're like, yeah, I went to this. I remember having that conversation with you. You yeah. came up to me and we're like, you just seem so like radiant. I you just, like, you were yeah. alive. It's like, yeah. I saw you
0: kind of come alive after that. And then ever since then, I just feel like you've just been a little unstoppable. <laughs> like whatever Kelly <Patty laughs> puts her mind to, she just does it. And if she doesn't know how to do it, she's going to figure it out yeah. and she's going to do it. But what I also love about you is you are very intentional about what you do. Mm-hmm. Like you could do anything, but you don't do everything. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you have mastered um, saying no. <laughs> like you have a very healthy boundaries, not to other people. I mean, you do to other people, but in yourself to know, Mm -hmm. yes, that might be a great idea. And yes, I could do that, but that's not what I want to do. And that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. And I feel like that's a gift. I wish everybody could learn that from you.
1: I think it's because I've experienced burnout in areas that I'm passionate about and I don't want to let those things go. But when you become burnout and doing something, you kind of want to forsake all and burn all the bridges to it. Like, (laughs) forget that. Yeah, run as (laughs) far as you can. So I've experienced being burnt out and doing things that I love. And I'm like, it's not worth it to compromise my dreams and desires and be burnt out doing something. So I weigh out what those things are for me. Like what are the things that I kind of want to hold on to for now? And what are the things that I want to invest my time into and maybe use as a source of in- income? Cause not everything that you're good at has to be a source of income. Yes, this is true.
0: What are you letting go of in 2020? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> is there anything in your life that you go, I need to cut back on this or is there something you're wanting to grab a hold of? You told me your 2020 word was, Family. Was family, you're mm-hmm. being intentional about family, your natural family, your mom, yeah. your dad, your sister, your all
1: yeah. of your family. So, starting last year, I kind of I started taking a step back on my business a little bit. Okay, but it, it kind of naturally happened with the longer you do something, the more. Like, the better you become at doing it, the less time it takes you to do it. Exactly.
0: So, so you're still doing the same stuff. Yeah. It just doesn't take you as it long. It takes me
1: less time to do yeah. it. So yeah. that was kind of a natural progression of just stewarding my time well so that I can be more available to do other things. Yes.
0: Yes. And that's let you be able to be intentional with your family for yeah. 2020. Which is so great. You have... Um, a wonderful family and you have wonderful friends and community that you've also been very intentional with. Mm -hmm. And there's been a progression even in our friends. So many people getting married and moving away and having babies. Yes.
1: What is, what do you think about that? How does It, it make you feel? It, it's exciting to be surrounded by people who are constantly in transition, of new things <laughs> happening. Um, constant constant transition. transition. But it's hard as a person who I'm not necessarily and haven't been in a season of transition, just super steady and doing the same, same thing for a while. So it can be difficult to look at those people's lives and be like, oh, that's so exciting that they get to be doing that. You know, they have all these exciting yeah. things happening. But then also the flip side, I know that they're looking at me thinking, like, she's getting to do these incredible (laughs) things. She just went to Paris. Yeah. (laughs) So it's hard, but then also I'm not, I am very intentional about not taking for granted the season that I'm in and the things I get to do. Yeah. Because you're single
0: Um, uh, right now and you are dating somebody. Yes, I am. But we won't name names.
1: Shout out, I love you.
0: (laughs) since we didn't name names, that could be for anybody. <laughs> no, true. No, he knows who he is. But yeah, And so, everyone else knows and, who he is. And all of our friends we'll know. We'll just keep it vague. There so, we go. It's my nature. <laughs> so, uh, but in singleness, I imagine you probably had a plan that probably looks different than where you are now, mm-hmm. but you are taking full advantage of the season that you're in yeah. with what you've done with business and traveling. And doing all of these mm-hmm. things that are in your heart to do. How do you think that that's going to change for you in the coming years? Let's just say in five years, you're married mm-hmm. and you have kids. Do you get nervous wondering what that might be
1: like, how life is going to change? Or is it something like you're excited about? No, I'm like, excited about it, especially because I've been a work-at-home person this whole time. Yeah, But I've been at home alone. Yeah. So it excites me to think about in the future to build my own family and be able to do what I do surrounded by people and family. Yeah. Super exciting. I'm excited.
0: Do you think your business will ever go the recreated business? Do you think your joy business will go on pause as your life changes and grows? Or do you
1: think this is something that would grow maybe into something bigger than... Just I, you. I could see it going either way, but more so I could see it growing to be something bigger. Yeah. Up until this point, it's been kind of a thing of like my life message and what I feel passionate about. So I don't really see that going anyway, anywhere. It's more of a, for me, Recreated is more of a personal brand than a business per se. Yeah, that So makes I sense. don't really see it going anywhere yeah. when life and family and all of that happens. Yeah.
0: So many exciting things ahead for you in twenty twenty. We're just in January, so we will have to do a recap with you. Please, let's at the end of the year and just uh, find out where in the world is Carly. Yes, in tw- at the end of twenty twenty, we may have to like do a Skype call. You might be in Italy. Oh my gosh! And uh, we would have to do our podcast uh, via Skype. Okay. Because Carly's in I Italy. I like it. I like it. And we'll it. have to drink. Um, I'll have to drink my a little american coffee and you can be drinking your italian (laughs) espresso over there and uh speaking italian to me so carly thanks for chatting with me yes of
1: course
0: y'all this girl can do anything i love when people have the determination to get things done even if it's something they've never done before Just so you know, I've put links in the show notes today for Carly's jewelry from Recreated, as well as Farm Valley with the amazing candles. Oh, and you may want to go check out Carly's social media profile for a special announcement of something major that has happened since we recorded this conversation last week. Oh man, Carly has got a busy year ahead of her. If you want to get connected on social media, find me on Instagram or Facebook under the name Melissa Matheson. That's math, like 4 plus 1 equals 5. I before E, son, S-O-N, as in my 17-year-old son who hasn't had a haircut since he let a classmate shave his head at school almost a year ago, but we'll save that story for another day. We've also got a new Facebook page for the podcast you can go like as well. It's called, you guessed it, What's Next God Podcast. This will be the hub for all things podcasts, so go look it up, like the page, and invite your friends to join our little community. I'll be back here on Monday and I'm saving you a seat so come join us as we sit around the table have a cup of coffee and talk about what's next God